Thank you for tuning in to the Technology Intelligence with Castle Technology Partners. Today, we have Mr. Jeff, Kate, and Joshua Brown here. We're ready to take you on a wild adventure in technology today. Uh, we would like to also report that we are coming to you from our brand new studio here at Castle Technology Headquarters. So would anybody else like to say hello to the to, to the people? Hello, Mr. Joshua. Okay, yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's, it's day 635 for dry January. Yeah, Jeff's is particip participating in dry January. Um, Josh is not. I am, uh, Some of us are just happy to be here this morning. <laughs> it's 7 o'clock. Uh, Thank you for that, Josh. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Not for Jeff. Uh, for me, it is, and I did not have coffee this morning, so uh, I am not as jittery as I was yesterday morning. That's a good feeling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, so we're in our new studio, and uh, we can't wait to show this studio off to our uh, clients and just any of our, our part business partners who want to come in and visit us. Uh, I think I've already booked it for the first one <laughs> next week. So, Jeff, would you would you mind uh, just giving us a little rundown of how you what you envision for this particular studio here? What's a rundown? Oh, a run just <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. A little, little office humor there. In, well, that was for Kate. Can you repeat the question? Okay. Do you, do you mind giving us a rundown? This is my this is my uh, operator voice. Do you mind giving us a rundown of this the vision that you had for this new studio as you expanded uh, the office here at Castle Technology Partners? The the biggest vision we had was a bigger room where we could all actually have somewhere to sit. <laughs> well said. Yes. <laughs> Had something in my eye there. We've been working on the, the room for probably what three months. It's been longer than three months. Thanks, thanks yeah. to the supply chain issues. Yeah. But here we are. Looks great. Yes. Supply. A agreeable gray for the walls. Highly recommend that color. Very to agreeable. Everyone. Thank you, Sherwin Williams. Yes. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out to Sherwin Williams. <laughs> Hashtag Sherwin Williams. So this is what agreeable. This is agreeable gray. Okay. Is it supposed to make people agree? It's very calming. Do you not feel calm in here? Oh yeah. Okay. I guess I, guess I can see that. I guess I, I feel feng shuied. Yeah, you should. But you mentioned supply chain issues. Just on, you know, the the, the construction of this this room. What were what were some of those? We couldn't get stuff. <laughs> what particular products are, are that you can recall were some of the ones that were kind of like on back order that they threw the hitch in there? I believe the biggest issue we had was the lights. And, and then after we got the lights, was figuring out how to wire the lights. 
So tell, tell us about the lights because the lights are the lights are really really cool. Yeah, they're all run over Cat Six cables. They're Ethernet devices, and they look just like regular fluorescent lights. And they're bright. They're very bright. They are, they are bright. So, figuring out how to program those is a little bit of a challenge. And these are motion sensitive lights. No, they are not. I thought what? <laughs> no. No, these are the lights that have the magic switch that has no wires and no batteries. You serious? Tell us about that. You haven't seen That's the switch? Really cool. No. Yeah. It, it it's it's you can go grab it. It literally is a switch that has no wires and it has no batteries. She's going to get it right now. That's interesting. Yes. I did not know these these things about this. It is the closest thing to magic that that I have seen technology wise. It was on the white <laughs> Kate Kate struggling to find the, <laughs> the switch, and since Jeff's going to go help her find the switch, now you get the chance to just talk with Senior Cafe, Senior Senior Joshua. Oh wait, here's the switch. This is for this room. Yeah, here. So watch. So we have four buttons on this switch. What? One side dims the lights, and one side turns the lights on and off. There are no wires, and there are no batteries in this switch. And you can just take this anywhere with you? I walked across the street to the other building, and that thing still works. What if... Okay, now I'm going to it. You just push the on-off one. Look. Which one did I push? This side dims, uh -huh. and this side makes it brighter. So if it's as bright as it can be, right, you so do I, this. I, it's not I, pressed, I pressed on. That turns them off. Uh -huh. That turns them on. Yeah. There's a night light in here, too. Yeah. So how does it work, then, Jeff, if it doesn't have a battery? It's a wireless switch. It's made by a company called InOcean. And it uses the mechanical energy of pushing the button to send a wireless signal. That's fascinating. And you can literally program these buttons to do anything you want. So since each light is a different Ethernet device, when you push this button, instead of dimming it, you can push this button and just turn one light off. You can turn one light on. You can do anything you can think of. If we had windows in this room, you could have a, they call them themes. So you can make a theme to with one button push, push, lower the blinds, close the blinds. You can dim all the lights. You can do whatever you want. So there you go. There's the back magic switch. That, that's that's what took me a little while to figure out how to program it. We are definitely an IT company. Yes. That's really cool. <laughs> can, you got this at your home? No. Because you'd have to rewire your house. You'd have to have Cat 6 to every light in your house. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Woo. But if you were building a new house, would you consider doing it? I keep thinking I might do some. The problem is, if you think about it, once you wire your house, you're set. So if you do this and in 20 years it goes away, you're stuck. Now, you're stuck the other way. If you want to do this in 20 years, you can't. So if I were building a house today, I would probably run network cables to all the, the lights that I would ever want to control. Might not hook them up, but I, I would at least have that ability. 
Is this more energy efficient as far as your power bills? Yes, they're they're all LED fixtures. They don't pull a lot of light, uh, a lot of power. If you can believe it, each one of these fixtures is only pulling forty watts. Wow, that's bright. Mm -hmm. That's really bright. They have daylight beams. Yes. See now, I had uh, the infamous ADT come by my Mikasa, and they were trying to uh, sell me on the control the lights from your phone when you're away from home. And, well, uh, you do live. In Bayman. <laughs> <laughs> Bayman, that is a far distance. But in the rural. I, I'm, I'm in the inner I'm in the inner city. I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the city limits of Baymanette, you know. Little, little ranch style house up there. Kate Katie grew up in Baymanette. I did. I did. I went to Transport High School though. Nah, probably broke some walls in the mouth. Yeah. He said it's probably breaking some. I, I hope yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopefully the statute of limitations has <laughs> expired on that one. <laughs> well, now, speaking of uh, Baymanette and, and Spanish Fort, now Baymanette has the Novellus uh, aluminum plant coming in there with several other companies coming in after it. And we're probably, you know, over the next... Was it? It's 2023 now. So within 24 months, there's probably going to be an influx of, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 jobs created. Um, and actually, you know, there in Baymanette with I don't know how many homes, but bridging that to Spanish Fort in the Eastern Shore area um, across the across the bay, they have the airport that's coming back downtown to the Brooklyn Field. So that, you know, I was looking at that for logistics and just for development, economic development of, of our community. So, Baymanette is still a hot county seat. It's here a in Baymanette. Place. Yeah, it, it is. If you ever want some good chicken, go to the Popeyes in Baymanette. <laughs> Don't go to the churches. The churches is gone. What happened? They they closed it down, man. They they really hurt me. They really hurt me. You know, I used to go to churches because churches was. Oh, less, you went to church. I go to church too. Okay. But I I used to go to churches because churches was less than a mile away from the house. And if I only had three dollars and twenty nine cents, I would go get that two piece with the biscuit. But I would tell them, I don't want the biscuit. Give me a jalapeno pepper. You just lived on the edge over there. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> jalapeno pepper. Yeah, jalapeno pepper. But they also would throw in the mashed potato. Do you have that. to say jalapeno pepper or can you just say jalapeno? Jalapeno pepper. Okay. Yeah. Is there another kind of jalapeno? Yes. Oh, there is. Yes, because there's, when you go to California Dreaming <laughs> and you order yourself a loaded baked potato, you go on Thursday nights? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, uh, you you ask for not the jalapeno peppers, but you ask for jalapenos on top of your loaded baked potato. Yeah, yeah. You're going on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, Thursday. Yep. Hey, what's today? Today's Thursday. It is Thursday. Guess what you'll be doing? <laughs> Actually, this Thursday, James. What today? January twenty sixth. Today. The recording of this this podcast, January 26th, there is a business after hour with the Mobile Area Chamber 
uh, from four to six at the uh, Old Majestic Brewery. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful evening to uh, network with other business people and have a little brew. Sounds exciting. Make sure you Uber. They used to have Mario Kart. So you can sit at the bar and play Mario Kart while you drink. That's cool. Yeah. I just got Mario Kart. I love it. For the fantastic. Mm-hmm. We, we, we got Internet Explorer over here. What? <laughs> 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 like, this is your first time? I've played it before, but I didn't oh, have okay. it. Oh. Minecraft, though, I never played that before. My siblings got the Minecraft, and they were trying to teach me how to use it, and it was not good. I can't. I'm so techy, and stuff. Like when I'm at work, I'm so techy. When I get home, I like turn into a grandma. I don't know how to use anything. I don't know how to do anything. It, it's hard to figure out those crafting recipes out on Minecraft. <laughs> Kate's like, I need to make a shovel. I, yeah. I, I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to make a shovel. There like, you I, go. It was so bad. She was trying to. My sister was trying to show me like I did. She did this thing like here, that. She's like, okay, just do it. It's bad. Yeah. Should be my world. It looks. Speaking of bad, this podcast so far. (laughs) 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 Okay, so we have some trending topics for IT that have happened and all. This podcast is actually going pretty well. Okay. But uh, we have we do have some trending topics uh, in the IT realm that we would like to cover. Um, and one of them is is, is is having a remote control light system. Now, but it is, it is trending. <laughs> one of them is, and, and Jeff, I think we talked about this before we jumped on. Was uh, I think it was that T-Mobile uh, hack that that recently last week? Yeah, yeah. So T- T-Mobile got hit thirty-seven and a half million accounts. Dude, glad I don't have T-Mobile. Yeah. What what was taken? Personal information. Hmm. Always. Always. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys remember the Equifax hack. Oh, yes. A couple of years ago, people started getting their settlement checks last week. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, big money. We're talking five dollars. Oh. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Be so, waiting by the mailbox. That's some, a happy hour drink. Yeah. Some some people were getting over five dollars. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a T-Mobile customer, three or four years, keep your eyes open. And for those of you who are a little elderly, if you're a Boost customer. Boost? What's Boost? Remember Boost Mobile? Yeah. And T-Mobile, yeah. I think T-Mobile. Uh, did they buy Boost? I thought they did. Dang, gotcha. Good burner phone stuff, right? Hey, knows all hey, about hey. That. hey. I, I go to church. I wouldn't know anything about a burner phone. <laughs> But how, how, okay, did they, I know this incident happened last week, but how did they hack T-Mobile? Where was the vulnerability at? Oh, they haven't released that. No, they haven't released that yet. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we also had the no-fly list last week. I don't, I'm not familiar with the no-fly list. The no-fly list? Government? Oh. Yeah, so somebody went on a, it was one airline, got on their network and found a file named nofly.csv. Oh, no. <laughs> not encrypted, not protected, literally named nofly.csv. It's the entire United States nofly list, and they downloaded it and released that on the internet. Holy mackerel. Am I on this list? 
I cannot confirm, confirm <laughs> or deny if, if I looked you up on that. What list. is? You're, you're definitely on a list, but I don't know if you're on that list. <laughs> what is? It's just sloppy. I, I think that's like a. Uh, I don't, you know, Big Brother is looking over my shoulder. Ooh. But it seems like our government entities, municipalities are just always, of course, they're always a target because they're so large and there's so many of them. And they, you know, when you go into the smaller towns and cities, but it always seems like they're just behind the times on keeping things um, secure, encrypted. Eliminating at, at your best, reducing the risk, eliminating some of the vulnerabilities that are there. I just, I, I, I just. Um, well, I think if you look at what's going on with all the classified documents that keep showing up at people's houses right now, it's just a matter of poor management. So, if you can't manage top secret documents, you're not going to be able to manage a no-fly list. I blame um, Lindsey Graham. That's a bit of a stretch, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that, he was he was he was my target at, on, on that one, but I, I you know poor management. If you, but that's that also goes into all of the work uh, other workplaces when you have um, policies. You know, if, if I'm going to be a manager of, of other people in a workplace, I need to know what these policies are, and I need to be following these policies with the, especially with the data uh, of the of the of the company, and therefore everyone else would would do the same. And then always checking and looking for is there uh, a vulnerability somewhere, anywhere, and now. We we previously talked about next generation antivirus. Now, is that a tool that can also help? And Kate, this may be something you know you probably would expound upon. But is that a tool that can also help with the? Because I, I I know next generation antivirus to have have that behavioral science kind of in it as well. So yeah, um, it can. It really depends on how they got onto the network in the first place. That's kind of the more alarming thing, like they had a file named that and that's sloppy, but how did how did they get on the network in the first place? So do you have an employee that clicked on a link or clicked on something they shouldn't have and they opened a back door for someone to get in? Um, next generation antivirus can help with that for sure, as opposed to like a traditional antivirus. Um, with traditional antivirus softwares, they are only looking for threats that they already know about. So it's not going to protect you against zero-day attacks or something that just came out. Whereas next-generation antivirus is more behavioral. It's going to look at what you do on your computer on a daily basis and what looks normal. And if they see any kind of abnormalities, they're going to lock things down quicker. That's not always going to protect in this instance, but it does give you more protection than just a traditional antivirus software. I'm honestly surprised that traditional antivirus softwares are still even out there. 
make the money. Mm. So. And what are some traditional antiviruses? Avast, McAfee, <laughs> not to you know name and point with your fingers, but anything that's free, anything that's just you know they it comes with your computer included, you get it. Typically, not going to be good. I mean, for for a purchaser. Um, Reading, because you know, a lot of people go into Best Buy or, or Walmart to buy their antiviruses, or they or they go online and just like, you know, hey, do your research on it. it, it are, are there are there any kind of identifications on on the box or that they say, hey, this is the next generation antivirus, or or, or some keywords or terms to look for? It's going to say next generation, but typically the ones that you're going to get from the store like .NET have it just natively installed on it or, um, you know, with that one free year that you get it, it's going to be better to purchase something outside of that if you are concerned about it, um, like a, a Bitdefender or a Sentinel-1 mm-hmm. um, are going to be more beneficial, especially if you're getting any kind of personal financial uh, stuff or you have your tax, you know, it's tax season, you're filing your taxes, really important to... Just completed mine last night. Hoo-hoo. Sent to you. <laughs> really important to um, have that. Or if you are doing any kind of business activities, business computer, or even connecting to personal computer, connecting to a VPN for your company, definitely important to have a next generation antivirus software. I think the biggest thing is you have to adapt a security mindset. Hmm. So just like when people want to get in shape, they quit drinking, they quit eating sugar, they work out, no matter what happens, that's kind of what you have to do with cybersecurity. You have to develop that mindset. It's a lifestyle change. It is. The, the biggest issue with security is once you do it, things are no longer easy. You know, all my passwords can't be one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm. You can't just have everything on the network be open. Um, you really have to do stuff to, to protect things, and then it makes things difficult. Somebody tries to do something they can't do. They have to get permission from somebody, but then that keeps somebody from getting on your network and just being able to do whatever they want to do. So the the I guess the... What is the phrase is in, in the IT is zero trust environment. That is correct. <laughs> and not to play too much of devil's advocate for the government and their IT people, but it is difficult to know what you don't know. And there are people sitting out there 24-7 mm-hmm. that are trying to hack in and infiltrate systems and softwares and find ways to get in that no one knows about yet that are even vulnerabilities. So it makes it difficult to play defense on that from an internal IT standpoint when you just don't know things happen with the instant. Um, so it, in their defense, it, it can be very difficult to do that, but there are ways to keep yourself protected for sure. And I think a, a, a good example of just, you were talking about the people that are out there just you know exploiting and trying to find the vulnerabilities is that 14 15 year old 
who hacked into uh, Rockstar Games, their, their GTA. You know, like, if when I was 14 or 15, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, what, what, what were you doing at 14 or 15, Josh? I was very good. Good son, very good student. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was not, I was playing Grand Theft Auto. Well, at, at 14. At, at 14. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. I remember the terrible graphics one. <laughs> but uh, I was not trying to hack into it and see what, you know, see what I can see in the company. I, but but these are, the, if you have a 14, 15 year old out there, do it, think of all the other people. Uh, that you have to be leery, leery on. Now, there is uh, one more thing, a new, fairly new style of thing is uh, this, uh, I always say it wrong, chat. Chat GPT. Chat GPT. I always say chat GBT. No, it's it's the it's the latest thing everybody's talking about. I've used this thing. You, you have. I've used this thing. For what? I can't. I can't pick reveal those. So. Yeah. <laughs> Best pickup lines for, for. Okay. Yes, on Thursday night. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can go in there and ask on a topic. Hey, write a blog on uh, five top struggles of small business owners, and this thing will kick out a cool blog of about you know two hundred, however many words you even identify as. But Jeff, you introduced us to uh, Chat GPT. Yes. GPT. Yes. <laughs> what brought you to it? It's it's AI. It's the future. It is a, a language learning model, believe it or not. Hmm. And they've fed this thing uh, millions of of different language concepts, and it is one of the coolest things I've seen since since the beginning of the internet. But it is definitely the, the future. All the schools are trying to ban it right now. Everybody's scared of it. <laughs> but the the people that are really going to succeed are the ones that are really going to figure out how to use this thing. Why, why are the schools trying to ban it? They think it's cheating. So, like you said, you can go on and say, write a blog post of a thousand words, and it will spit out a blog post of a thousand words. And it's really good. Does it do the same thing? Like, if you ask the same question, someone else asks the same question, is it going to give the same exact wording? Pretty much. Now, you can, if you ask it a question, you can then ask it to reword it, and okay. it'll reword it. Okay. Right now, we're on version three, I think. 3.5 is coming out, and 3.5 is going to be orders of magnitude bigger. Wow. So, does it have information like from yesterday? Like, if you ask no. it a question about yesterday, it does not have information until yesterday. I think 2021 is the latest. But there are ways to get it to go out and, and search on the internet right now to get you more current information. What? Uh, how, yeah, that, no, that would be my. How is it pulling? It's it's all stored. So it has all of this information stored on a on multiple servers. I think they said it's cost them three million dollars a day to run this thing. Wow. What? 
Just to give you a really cool example, I recently watched The Sopranos for the first time. Well, it was like six months ago. I keep bringing it up because I absolutely hated the ending. Yeah, what did you think of the ending? Still, I... It bothers me. I've never, I've never watched The Sopranos. Don't. Quit, I, quit before you get to the last episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Jeff sent me where he asked Chat GPT to write an alternate ending for The Sopranos, and it was much better. It actually gave me a little bit of closure for the show, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I like that. So, in my mind, that's what happened now. In, in, Kate, in Kate's alternate universe, that's what happened. Exactly. Wow. It was very detailed too, and it and it knew specifics about the show, as if it like had watched the show. It, it it's incredible. I uh, thought when so I didn't know what Chat GPT was when Jeff sent it to me. I thought he wrote it. I was like, oh wow, you spent a lot of time on this. Interesting. So I can. There's a couple of shows that I want to re rewrite. Ask it. Yeah. Yeah, House is one. Is that still, they ended that? Uh, they ended that uh, a couple of years ago. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what you call it, died. Well, well, Wilson. Spoiler alert. Oh, wow. It's, it's been over I, for. I haven't seen it. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Well, you weren't going to watch it. I cross that off my list. So you died in the show or in real life? No, in the show. Uh, Wilson. Wilson. His best friend? No, I'm not watching it. I've never watched Cable. <laughs> Okay. We aren't culture club geek guys. Yeah, well, you know, there is a lot of uh, culture in the in the peoples. There is the peoples. Yes. All right. But um, any Yasha? No anime. Okay. All right. Anyway. So I mean, Chat Chat GPT. I can see why the schools want, but so it it can rewrite. But will the because the plagiaristic. The tools I can't turn it in dot com. They'll be able to catch some of that. I would think that those type of entities uh, would probably find a try to find a way to partner with Chat GPT. There, there are people right now that have written programs that will look at what you're doing. Turn it in dot com is not one of them, uh, but there are people, and it, it's all AI based, where it takes it and it looks at it and it says this probably was written by a human or this is probably written by a machine. The interesting thing is when it's catching people, they had a, it was a law school. A professor noticed that his students turned their papers in and all of them had perfect grammar and no grammatical errors whatsoever. And that's what tipped them off to know that they used chat GPT. <laughs> so it actually could work a little too well when everybody uses it and there are no errors. Those students have a lot of grammar. Yeah, I mean, they're law students. I would assume. Have you met many lawyers? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I watch. I don't know any lawyers. I'm an avid actually. Uh, law and order. Uh, my doctorate degree is in law and order, SVU, and organized crime. We probably can cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for for today, we, we, we thank you for tuning in and, and joining us here on our Technology and Tangents Episode 4. We appreciate you, and we, we look forward to all of you tuning back in for many more episodes. Uh, as Actually, by the time this episode airs, we will be uh, one of the best in Baldwin recipients because we are the best IT consulting firm in Baldwin County for 2023. 
Thank you again for joining in. Hope you have a wonderful day.